everybody today? Well, good to see you all back. What a wonderful resurrection weekend that was, huh? Praise the Lord, man. That was phenomenal. Thank you, Lord. So glad that you made it back. Good to see your comebacks. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we acknowledge you today as Lord, as creator of heaven and earth, the seas and all that there is in them. Thank you, Lord, for your love by sending Jesus. Thank you, Father, that through Jesus we have access to heaven, become your children. And today, Lord, we sense your love, your presence, your power, and you'll meet the needs of every single person present through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, everybody say, you are, you are unique. Um, on the 1st of November... 2020, um, the Holy Spirit did something very special for Jackie. In the middle of the night, he took her out of her body. She was gone for five hours. The Lord took her to heaven. We know it was five hours because the caregiver that was taking care of her for five hours watched her. Although she didn't speak, she was restless. It was a five-hour period. And while she was there, <clears throat> she had, the Lord showed her a lot of things. Um, when she came back in that morning when she woke up and she started to tell me, I immediately grabbed my phone and I began to record on audio what she was saying. It was very, very moving, very personal. Um, and uh, was a dramatic impact on her and on me. And we spoke that day for about an hour. And the next, that night or the next morning, she wanted to continue talking about what had happened, and I asked her some questions. So we ended up getting about a two-hour recording of what happened to her in heaven. Um, so we don't take this lightly. Uh, some of you have never heard the story. We don't take it lightly. Uh, was a very dramatic thing that happened. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play you the first three minutes of her talking with me. Is that okay? Yeah. Just the first three minutes. Okay. The Holy Spirit took you on the journey. Yeah. So I was not here. My body, I'm not, I wasn't in my body. He took me to the beginning of the earth. He took me first to heaven and he showed me God's magnificence in, in all of the being of who he is. He showed me everything he was in me in such detail. He is, you can't describe him with our words. We don't have the words to describe him. The being is so out of our vocabulary. Did you I was see? there. Did you see the I, throne? Or what? I, I was not a throne. I was with him. 
his being. He's a being and Henry. It was he love himself created something. Just one of his the mighty creations that he did was we just one. One of so much that he created. And I saw it. I was there. He saw me. He let me see him from the uh, the beginning of time, be before time, our time, into his world that just always was. It was, but time is relevant. It's for now. He's is just always been and how he just always was a creator he created and he still creates because that's who he is he just creates that's his main thing he is the creator and all he does is create and he never will stop creating because that's who he is. He creates and he creates and he creates galaxies, stars, humans, plants, water. He just, he is, that is, is who he is, a creator. And... Is that the time? Okay, thank you so much. So, um, I'm going to ask Jackie a couple of questions. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I asked a lot of questions in the time I was there. But for the sake of this, for the sake of you guys, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Um, so, what was the biggest impact that you had in, in the time that you were there? What, what impacted you the most? He is the most... Um, magnificent being that I always at, uh, saw with my eyes ever in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I was with him, he said, I want to be um, you to go to the earth and be just like me on the earth. Did you, did you sense his love or anything? Uh, like he, he told me, he said, I am love. Mm -hmm. I don't give love. I am love. Mm -hmm. That's my name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he said, when you on the earth, mm -hmm. you must love all mankind that way, mm -hmm. not just the saved. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the earth, you have to love like I love you. Just... And he said, if you do that... Mm -hmm. You will be in my presence all the time, uh, getting for me everything that you always ha uh, wanted, everything that you need, and everything that's yours in the future. Amen. Amen. Well, before she starts preaching. <laughs> <coughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Yeah, I, I might play you little pieces as we go along, but you'll have to subscribe. Um, God wants to be recognized as the creator. Uh, the, uh, there's no doubt. He wants to be honored as the creator. Um, if you look at the prayers that were prayed by the early church, the New Testament church, we have one recorded in Acts chapter 4 and verse 24 when they were persecuted and they got together as a body that night and they prayed. And so they prayed like this. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in it. That is how they started the prayer. Uh, it's interesting they didn't start praying about Jesus dying or anything else, but they started by acknowledging that God is, in fact, the creator. Now, I'm going to say a few things this morning. I feel really prompted by the Holy Spirit to say this, things that I've never said before, but I think the time has come for me to say them. And, uh, you know, my feeling is if you can't hear the truth in church, where can you hear it? And so I'm going to present the truth as from Scripture, and I, you know, I hope that you can sit through the 30 minutes. I hope you can. And for those listening um, online, um, I hope you understand my heart. Um, as you've heard Jackie say, we ought to love everybody. Amen? Amen. Not just the church. Amen. And it becomes a little more difficult to love people who are contrary to the way that you are and the way you believe. But nevertheless, we love them in spite of their situation. You okay with that? So please understand where I'm going this morning. Whatever I'll be saying is not going to be said from a vengeful spirit. I'm saying it out of love, but I've got to speak the truth so that we understand. God is the creator. Evolution is a demonic attack on God as a creator. Evolution is not a scientific fact. It is a theory. And every honest scientist will confirm that there is no basis for believing it. No basis. In fact, when I'm finished this morning, and I'm not talking about evolution, but when I'm finished this morning, every honest person here will have to agree. And I'm not talking about evolution. So I pray that you will remain open. You see, the truth is, if I, if I tell you the truth, evolution is actually a false religion. You actually have to have faith to believe it. It is spawned in hell to rob God of his rightful glory as the creator and to reduce man from God's prime creation to the level of animal. I want to show you quickly some of God's creation, just to let you know, as Pastor Jackie said, it was about creation when she's out there, and God was saying, he's the creator. We know from the Bible, it opens up with God creating. So if we have the lights down, 
I'd like just to take a minute or two. I want to show you something. The first thing I want to show you is sunrise in my home when I get up and worship God. Hallelujah, sunrise. Isn't, isn't that amazing? And five minutes later, give me another picture. No, no, God, there's two pictures of sunrise, people. There's two pictures for sunrise. And you're going to come across it somewhere else. There are two pictures. But nevertheless, here we go. All right, so now we go to the next thing. I want to show you some of God's creation. I love birds. I just, there's something about birds that intrigue me. So I've got a couple of pictures here of birds. We'll go through real quickly. You got the timing? Three seconds. There's our ushers. And, of course, we could go on and on and on. So you can see God mixes colors. We wouldn't even dream of mixing colors, right? right? So when somebody says to you, you're not color-coded, you say, I'm just like God. <laughs> Nothing color-coded about that. Just throw them all out there. Mix them all up. Amen. <laughs> now we want to show you God's creation in flowers. And it's just a, a brief thing on flowers, Okay. These are unique flowers. Some of them only flower once in 20 years, um, but they're unique, and uh, we'll go a little slow, maybe 40, uh, four seconds per flower. Are we ready? Let's go. These are all flowers. They're not birds. Those are not birds. These are not man-made. Look at the monkey face. They flower once in 20 years. There's a ballerina. I know what they snowmen or something. Look at the Holy Spirit one. And it blooms in Easter. Can you go back on that one? Go back on that one. I just want to read it to you. It blooms the season of Easter. It's also known as the flower of the Holy Spirit. All right. Are we done with flowers? All right. Lights up. Let's give the Lord a praise. Come on. Thank you, Lord. So he's a creator. Say, God is a creator. All right. And you know what? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. When you look at God's creation, um, he said when he made you, that you were the best. Looking at that, you go, are you sure? <laughs> really? We are the best. In Job 10 and 10, the scripture says, you guided my conception and formed me in the womb. You clothed me with skin and flesh, and you knit my bones and sinews together. Job 10.10. 10. What does John 10.10 10 say? I have come to give you life. Jesus, I've come to give you life. Job 10.10 10 says God is giving life. That's the natural life. John 10, 10 is a spiritual life. Let me continue reading. Verse 12. You gave me life and showed me your unfailing love. My life was preserved by your care. Let's go to another beautiful uh, scripture. Go to Psalm 139 and verse 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. 
Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Isn't that a great verse, great scripture? Make you think about how much God loves you. So we are wonderfully made. So I'll, I'll just take one of the organs of the body. I, you know, honestly, I don't know how any medical doctor could not be a Christian. Right. I can't understand that. Uh, if you just take, for example, just take the eye. Do you know that the eye can differentiate between 10 million colors? You know, the eye processes 36,000 pieces of information per hour. Do you know that you blink 4.2 million times? A year. 4,200,000 times a year. You know that your eye is the second most powerful organ in your body. In fact, it uses 65% of your brain power. It's the second most complex organ behind the brain, which is the most complex. And the brain, of course, is the most powerful. Here's a kicker. Your eyes never sleep. Even though your lids close, your eyes are still awake. You are unique. And you are unique in the universe. You know there's 7 billion people on the earth? 7 billion. Give or take a few that are here. And of the 7 billion people, they are all different. Size, color, shapes of their faces, they're all different. Their blood, I mean, it's an amazing thing that they're so different. And uh, they're, they're as different as snowflakes. How many of you know that each snowflake is different? There's not two identical snowflakes. God must have been busy this winter. But you are that different as well. Uh, you are unique with your fingerprint. You are, you are unique with your, uh, your blood composition. You are unique with your DNA, your facial features. In fact, you've seen on movies the retinal scan. People come up and they scan the retina to, uh, to lock and unlock things. So your retina is different. Every single person is different and amongst the 7 billion people on earth. Now, you've heard a lot about DNA and uh, Maybe what I'm going to share right now is old hat to you um, and to those scientists in our room and medical field. Forgive me if I blunder in this, but I'm going to do my best in a moment or two to try and speak a little bit about DNA. Your, the DNA molecule is the most complex molecule that exists. Um, every cell has inside the cell a DNA molecule right inside it. And if you were to take that DNA strand out of the cell and stretch it out, it would be six foot tall. 
Now, here's the, here's the thing. You have 50 trillion cells in your body. 50 trillion. So if you took the DNA of each of those cells and you put them together, they would reach the sun. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times, 6,000 times. It's all inside your body, in your 50 trillion cells. Your DNA stores the genetic instruction on how you are to be formed, your formation. And inside, you know, the, the DNA looks like a ladder lying on its side. You've seen that. And there are these little steps that are joined together. And they are joined by a four-letter alphabet. The alphabet is A, T, C, and G. And that's actually uh, the first letter of the acids that join them together. Those little steps join them together. If your DNA inside the cell gets damaged, if it gets damaged somehow, inside your one cell, there are proteins that will go to that DNA and to that uh, uh, broken DNA and repair it. And if it's severely damaged, both sides of the ladder are severely damaged, what will happen is the DNA, they will, will send a, a protein that will actually dismantle or destroy some of the steps in the, in the ladder and then reconnect it like this and join it up and you'll be perfectly healed again. The thing that damages your DNA the most is stress. Just saying. Thank God for peace, right? Inside the nucleus of one single cell, right inside the nucleus, I want you to hear this. It's very, very important that you pick this up. The information stored inside, now remember you have 50 trillion cells. In one cell, inside that one cell, there's enough information stored that if printed out, would fill 1,000 sets of Encyclopedia Britannica. Not 1,000 individual books, 1,000 complete sets of Encyclopedia Britannica in one cell, and you have 50 trillion cells. Anybody tell you you're not smart? You just tell them. I've got 50 trillion cells that say different. There's a letter coding inside each cell. Are you hear me? It's got six billion letters in it. And that provides the instruction for everything that you are. Now, every human being has 99% identical DNA. 99%. That means the seven billion people, and everybody here, you look around just a little, that look so different in every way God has created out of 1% of the DNA that's in you. He could have done a lot better. 
Don't you think? Look in the mirror tomorrow morning and say, God, is this what I get for the 1%? Come on, God. Come on, Jesus. Isn't that funny? All right. So now that we've discussed that, we're talking about God creating, God being the creator. God only created two genders. A male and a female gender. So let's read Genesis 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. All right, so. God told man and woman to procreate. It's God's plan for humans to increase on the earth. Got it? So a man posing as a woman is not functioning in God's design because this man cannot get pregnant and have children. You see, there are no third genders. Biologically, males have an XY chromosome. Females have XX chromosome. So if I cut my arm off, I don't turn into a woman. Nor do my chromosomes change. Nor does my DNA change. Nor is there any cell structure change. And bear in mind that we have cell changes 330 billion cells change each day. That's, I think, my, my memory or my maths, either a million or a hundred million per second are changing in your body. Cells replicate themselves. They duplicate themselves. So the DNA in this cell has to replicate itself before it divides. So both cells are identical. Are you with me? God created you to live forever. Eternity is in you. Now, having said this, um, if I have implants or take hormone therapy, will that change my DNA? Will that change my chromosomes? No. If I change the clothes that I wear, the way that I speak, the way that I act, or the way that I have sex, will that change what God created? No. No. Because according to what we read, it was God's decision in the womb what he decided to make. And he chose to make male and female, and he did it through this amazing DNA system in the chromosomes. Yeah, there you're going home. So changing gender after birth, I told you I'm just going to tell it like it is. Okay. If you don't, can't hear it in church, you're never going to hear it anywhere else. 
Changing gender or trying to change gender after birth is a false, demonic religion known as evolution. Because in evolution, the creation worships itself, not God. You see, the desire to be a different gender is actually an influence of a demonic spirit of sexual lust. In the Bible referred to as an unclean spirit. And those who desire to do this, please understand, we love everybody. But I have got to tell you, based on the scientific information I presented in five minutes today, I don't need to do a Bible argument about it. Those who are desiring to have a different gender are being deceived into seeking true love from a perverse sexual act. And hear me clearly, that desire was birthed either as a child or as a teenager because of molestation. I wouldn't ask you to raise your hand. Don't do that. But... I would go on a limb to say one-third of the people sitting in this church today were molested as a child. Male and female. I'm not just talking female. I'm saying male and female. You're molested by a person who was sexually motivated by a demonic spirit to do that. That is not true love. And I say again, it is a false religion. See, here's the question. Who are we to question how God made us? And then if we're not happy to try and undo what God did. Surely, listen to what Isaiah 64, 8 says. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. And all we are the work of your hand. Look what Romans 9, 20 says. Now, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, why have you made me like this? We were created by the potter for his purpose and his divine plan. And anything we do to interfere with that is rebelling against God, the creator. If you're going to clap, go ahead and clap. I'm okay with that. 
Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Please understand. You are divinely unique. Based on the trillions of cells and trillions of DNA complexity in you, you are absolutely unique. Your fingerprints are unique. Your iris is unique. Everything about you is unique. Therefore, God made you for a single divine purpose and plan that only you can do or complete. You are not to compare yourself with anybody else. It is irrelevant. It is stupid. Don't compare yourself with anybody. Does it matter what they do? Every time the devil tries to do that to you, you stop a minute, devil. I want to tell you something. And I'm going to turn my finger the right way. There's only one of me. Only one of me. I don't care who you bring in my life and try and compare me with. I'm not comparing him with me. Because I am divinely unique. Divinely unique. With a divine purpose and plan that only I can do. Nobody can compete with me. Why would you want to do that? Why do you want to be a second-rate somebody? Why do you want to be a copy of somebody? You're unique. God knows your name. God knows your DNA. And He created it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He knows your sequencing. He knows everything about it. Even the hairs on your head are numbered. I'm keeping God busy. Not as busy as He used to be. I've switched. I've switched. Now I just go around shining for Jesus. God thinks about you constantly. God never sleeps. And He has always got you on His mind. He never stops thinking about you. We just read it, Psalm 139, 17, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered, even if I can count. I couldn't even count them. You have a divine destiny. And it begins when you receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. It begins when you surrender it all. It begins when you give up trying to be something else and fall in line with what God has for you. When you yield to the will of God for your life, you step into the divine plan for your life. You step into the divine purpose for your life. And that is the beginning. Receiving Jesus as Lord is only the beginning of fulfilling your divine purpose. You're unique. You're unique. I like every eye closed. I want you to think about something. It doesn't matter how famous, how wealthy, politically powerful you become. 
until you've given your life to Jesus, you're operating as a carnal man, a natural man without God. All the success that you achieve in this life without Jesus and without God will be burnt up on that day. The day you stand before God, you will stand naked, not having a wedding robe. You'll stand before God who is a consuming fire to receive your just punishment. Punishment for rejecting God's salvation by grace through Jesus and his sacrificial death on the cross. God made a way to heaven for you. He paid the price with the blood of his son on the cross. You will have no answer when he says, what did you do with my son? What did you do with the sacrifice I made? I paid the price for you to not go to hell and to come to heaven. But you didn't want it. You didn't want it. You weren't willing to surrender your life and to serve me with your whole heart. I want to pray for you, and I want you to join me in prayer in this holy moment. Say this with me. Lord, I embrace my uniqueness. Now, I want you to pray about that right now, just for a few seconds. If you can pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. If you can't, pray in English. But just pray. Lord, I thank you for my uniqueness. I, I embrace it today. So I'm so grateful, Lord, for the way that you made me and for that 1% difference that's made me who I am, that gave me the character, the personality, the shape, the size, the color of my eyes. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the heart that I have, the gentleness of spirit, the care for people, the love for others. Thank you for my uniqueness. Say this, Lord, I accept your divine plan and purpose for my life. Pray over that. Pray over it. Give yourself 30 seconds. Pray in the Spirit if you can't pray. If you can pray in English, pray that or pray in the Spirit. Lord, I thank you for the divine plan and purpose for my life. I accept it. I choose to surrender my will. I choose your plan above my plan. Lord, I'm honored that you have a purpose for my life. That you've singled me out and made me special, unique, divinely unique. And given me a plan and a purpose that you thought of. You recorded every day of my life while I was in my mother's womb. Every, every day was recorded before I was ever born. Thank you for giving me a life that I may live and the life of your son Jesus, the abundant life.
pray you'll give me wisdom to help me fulfill the plan and purpose for my life. And that my life will count in Jesus' name. Say this, Lord, I honor you as the creator. Pray about that. Consider him to be the creator. Lord, we thank you that you made heaven and earth and everything that there is. Understand there's no God other than you. And this morning, Lord, I acknowledge you as the creator. I give you all the glory and the honor. I reject anything, any false religion, any scientific notion, anything that dishonors you as creator, anything that will steal your glory as creator. I reject it in Jesus' name. And I honor you today, Lord, creator God, my Father. One more prayer. Lord, I will stop anything dishonorable so that I can be a vessel of honor fit for the master's use. Lord, if there's anything that I'm doing, pray about it. Lord, if there's anything that I'm doing that's dishonorable, I ask in the name of Jesus, you reveal that to me. Holy Spirit, help me to live an honorable life. Lord, help me to walk the straight and narrow. Help me to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, having picked up my cross and laid down my life. Father, if there's any activity in my life that you consider dishonorable, I ask you to cleanse me from it and help me. Help me not to do it. Help me not to yield to that. Lord, I want to be a vessel fit for the master's use. Even if you made me a clay pot, even if you made me a wooden vessel, even if you made me out of silver and not out of gold, that was your choice. That is your choice. And I'm not going to argue with you, Lord, about how and what you made me. But what I want to do is anything that honors you. And anything dishonorable, I want to stop. And Lord, you said that if I would do this, you would make me a vessel unto honor. It doesn't matter if I'm gold or clay or iron or silver or a mud pot. It doesn't matter. I am a vessel of honor fit for the master's use. Unique, unique in the way you've made me. And Lord, I promise to use all my talents, all the gifts that you've given me for your glory, for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we all still here? Are we all good? You sure? You got your chromosomes in the right place? There's no way, there's no way that there can be a morphing or a transference after birth. You have been created. That's that. Live with it. Enjoy it. Be the person God made you to be.
Live it out and live out His full purpose for your life. Do not allow the devil and demons to influence you. And just because politics decides we're going to legalize it and recognize it and give it a place, that doesn't mean God did. You're going to have to choose from on God's side or the politics side. Because I want you to know, politics are coming after you. They're coming after you. Christianity will be outlawed as a hate group, as rebels to the cause. They are going to be challenged, persecuted. If FBI agents can be put inside a Catholic church to spy them out, to see if there are any Catholics that would be considered conservative Catholics, because they are the worst kind, according to the FBI and the political world. If you're conservative, you're against the social direction the country's going in. Because it's being motivated by demonic spirits. It is against Christianity. Don't you think for one minute they're going to turn around and pat you on the back? Don't think about it for one minute. If a Christian school can be shot up by a transgender person and nothing gets said about a hate crime, try that in a black school. Try that. Go and shoot up a black school, see what happens. Go and shoot up a Jewish synagogue. Go and see what happens. Try and shoot, go and shoot up an LGBTQ2 nightclub. What am I telling you? What am I telling you is one truth, and that truth is in the scriptures. And if you don't stand for this truth, you will be swept away by the tide, the tide that is so politically influencing the world. Stand for Jesus, be an honorable vessel, let God's divine plan fulfill itself in your life and His purpose in your plan, and ask God every day for wisdom to fulfill His plan and purpose for you. Ask God for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Are we done? All right. Praise the Lord. Well, we hope we'll see some of you back next week. Everybody stand. Sometimes it just has to be said. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have my prayer team come on down. All the ministers that we have, come on down here with me, please. If you need prayer for anything this morning, we'd love to pray with you and agree with you and believe for God's divine impartation and touch in your life. If you'd like to give your life to Jesus and say, you know what, I really need to make a, a fresh commitment to Jesus. I don't want to be a vessel that's for dishonor. And I want the will of God for my life and His plan and destiny. And I'm willing today to lay my life down and take His life and give my all to Him. Then please come on down for prayer. If you are already a Christian, you love Jesus with all your heart, but you want Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, with power and fire and the evidence of speaking other tongues, come and receive. Today is your day. 
And other than that, if you need healing, of course, you're welcome to come down. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for receptive hearts. We thank you, Father, for the presence of your spirit from the get-go today, right from the prayer meeting and right through the worship. We give you all the honor and all the praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on down for prayer, and your rest of you dismissed.